Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Simply Vegan Podcast with me, Holly Johnson, and my lovely co-host, Molly Pickering. <laughs> I was going to say my own name then. I was gonna... <laughs> that was a bit silly. Um, I'm literally dribbling. My nose is dribbling with icicles. Oh, no. Dribbling with icicles. It's oh, so God. cold. Well, um, thank God people cannot see us on the podcast because I am also <laughs> sitting here with little tiny pin eyes with no makeup and in my dressing gown. So <laughs> you look gorgeous. You look gorgeous. I, thank you very much. But you're blind. I really do not. <laughs> I I am just so tired and so run down and so just ready for a rest now. I think like the whole of the world's population seems to feel the same. Just Loads of illness going round. Both my kids are ill, like boiling hot cheeks, like freezing oh, no. cold, freezing cold, boiling hot. Don't want to eat, but they do want to eat, and they've got a sore throat. And I was just literally up and down, waiting on them. And I was, <laughs> help me! Oh my god! And you're not, you're feeling pretty run down. You're not feeling too great. I, I think got... every single person right now is just ill. Yeah, I know. It's like all those germs that we kept at bay during COVID have come back to to bite us I just feel I just feel so tired like everything I'm doing is like walking through treacle you know when you're just like oh I can't I hate do it that. I know it's horrible I hate that feeling COVID really did me in last week I'm feeling a bit more sprighter but I'm just still also just the fatigue is just not the one and when it's so cold I just don't want to do anything I'm out, I went for a run today for the first time in like two weeks oh well and done it was hard. I only managed to do like three and a half K. I couldn't even do five because it was just so cold and I was breathing in the cold air. It was just like my chest. It was, it wasn't doing me any favors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not great. You did well to get out though. Is it not too icy to go running at the moment? Is it all it right wasn't too bad. 
Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Normally I'd go in the evening, but I'm not putting myself through that. Why is it so cold? Why is it so cold? (laughs) I don't need to be this cold. (laughs) Oh dear. Anyway, Molly and I have had our moan now. We will uh, (laughs) will begin begin proceedings. Um, (laughs) Well, it was my birthday last weekend and um, uh, yeah, I went to Cote and had a very nice vegan brunch in there. You know, Cote Mm. Brasserie, the French place, um, which... I probably wouldn't choose to go to, but we're kind of limited with choices around here. So yeah, yeah, went there, but it was it was so nice. They do like a champagne um, vegan brunch. They do it with um, the this isn't bacon, and I was thinking nice. I, I must tell them to start using the La Vie bacon because it's, in my opinion, much nicer and it's French. I, yeah, I don't mind the La Vie one. It is great. It's probably. My best, my best, my favorite streaky bacon, like vegan streaky bacon style um, alternative. Um, but I do like this as well. It's yeah. this on the V for me. Yeah, this is sort of like, it's quite sort of thick and chewy, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of good in, in a weird way. <laughs> I think I kind of like that. I find yeah. sometimes the the streaky ones are a bit too like papery and cardboard. Yeah, true. Um, what else did I do? I had lots of very nice vegan food. Um, did you eat volivons? Oh God, yes, the volivons. Oh yes, <laughs> I ate. I ate way too many volivons. We did um, creamy mushroom, mm. coronation tofu, and what was the other one? Can't remember what the other one was, but yeah. Thing is, they're so tiny you can barely fit anything in them. Oh no! So there was like literally like one little cube of tofu with the sauce. <laughs> I suppose you can just eat more. Yeah, they were just it yeah, they're more. sort of canapé size. Um, and also did tiny little um, so basically new potatoes roasted, mm. so they're like tiny mini jackets. Stuffed, yeah, stuffed with vegan cream cheese and a little bit of chopped chives, chopped chives Ooh. on top. They were really good. Oh yeah, and then the next day, I was like, all I could think about was having a roast dinner. So oh. um, I was just like, I really just want a really rich gravy and Yorkshire mm. pudding and just like real comfort food. So I went to ASDA and to see what they had, and they had um in the frozen section. The I think it's like nut roast with a port glaze. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen this. Three twenty-five, and oh my god, it was amazing. Oh, was, that does sound nice. The, the port glaze is just like sticky and sweet, and it's mm. like yeah. So it really hit the spot, and then told all my family about it, and they all went, went to Asda. <laughs> six packs between them it's ridiculous i'm like we're gonna be bored of all this stuff by the time it gets to christmas i'll be like no i don't want a volivon no i don't want any port glaze i want salads yeah. just salads that's oh my problem, gosh isn't it i made the best sprout salads the other day i got the recipe online um on a website called bunch and it's um roasted sprouts finely chopped um, with kale, roast them in the oven, and then um, roast some walnuts as well. And I put some um, agave syrup and a little bit of salt, so they're kind of sweet and sticky and salty, which was delicious. Oh my god, um, that sounds I really know. good! Like a warm winter salad. Yeah, and then the dressing—it was 
um, mayonnaise, mustard, lemon juice, uh, miso, and again, a little bit of agave syrup and like salt and pepper in that. Mix it all together, top top of pomegranates. Where can we find this recipe? Uh, bunch so bunch is mobs i'm literally like i don't show up a bunch you're mobs, obsessed so it's, it's like me it's, with fern cotton last year i know i oh, know i literally <laughs> i just get all my recipes from there because i just i always get like i just have short-term not short-term memory what, like, what would you say like I dory just, the I, fish <laughs> yeah i just get i i just get over recipes really quickly I'm like right i need a new one i need a new one i need a new one um so this is my new one for this week and i've already had it twice oh, it's so good. that is exactly what i do and i do it with music as well i love a song so much and i just kill it by playing it on repeat i ruin it yeah that's it i never ever want to listen to it again so don't ruin the sprout salad because that sounds delicious the sprout salad is great. I know. Don't eat it again. Whatever. <laughs> We're going to do it. Um, when are we going to do it? Uh, so oh, I didn't get my party. Oh, babes, I, I was going to ask you, did you miss yeah, it? Yeah, it didn't happen. Um, it was didn't just not. It. Just, yeah. I didn't miss it. It just didn't happen. Um, yeah, it just, it, I'm still testing. I'm still testing positive now, which is really frustrating. Oh, um, I know it's, it's a long one. Um but it's fine because we're going to redo it. We're going to do it on the 29th. So everyone's still going to be very festive. Um, and I think we're just going to just take a step back from all the food and just be like, oh, do you know what? People are going to be really full. Still going to put on a lovely spread, but I don't need to be slaving in the kitchen for hours. No, you're not catering. It's not like some TV show. You're just doing some nibbles not with friends. You're not Nigella. Yeah. You don't have a team of people helping you. It's just no. you. <laughs> I've got to tell, this is what I tell myself. I look in the mirror and like put my head to it, point of like, you're not my Nigella. <laughs> you don't want to be Nigella, surely. I do. I do really like do. Her? Oh God, I love Nigella. She's, it's so bad. She's so funny. It's just so random the way they film it. Like her pretending to come down in the middle of the night, going in the oh, fridge, like stealing some cheap cake or <laughs> it's iconic it's iconic and she's just so ridiculous and just everything she does it's so extravagant i'm obsessed i think you could be the vegan nigella but way cooler and younger it's the best thing anyone's ever said to me <laughs> with more tattoos yeah i'll laser them all off yeah <laughs> no keep them they're you yeah we just need to crowdfund for like the film crew the yeah license house lovely house in london a lovely house in london to film um yeah i'll be the one All with the kitchen like, equipment yeah just just a small amount we need yeah you can just <laughs> tell me what to cook okay <laughs> and then i'll eat it at the end it yeah like a good i deal think for me i think that's worth investing in personally any <laughs> investors out there give us a shout <laughs> well Tonight, if you're listening as this goes out on Thursday, the 15th of December, we have our Patreon Christmas party. And if you haven't already, head to patreon.com forward slash simply vegan, sign up from £2 a month, and you can join us on Zoom for our Christmas party. And we promise we, we, we will be less moany and more <laughs> drunk and more fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just need to sort of get, get in the zone, don't we? Yeah, get into the... Oh, I'm not going to sing, never mind. I'm not going to sing, I'm not going to sing Madonna. <laughs> never mind. I'm so, I realise as soon as I started singing that, I'm just... Yeah, uh, yeah that's not I, ruin people's Christmas. 
<laughs> I've done it before on the podcast, started singing, and then you just looked at me like, what What are you doing? And then, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that shouldn't be happening. I've just not got, I've just not got the voice for it. Well, we're actually recording this week, aren't we, with our sister title, Women's Running, which is going to be exciting. Yes. So we're all getting in a right muddle because we're going on their podcast and they're coming on our podcast. So I think we're we're going on their podcast tomorrow, which will go, I don't know yeah. when it's going out, probably after Christmas, yeah. to, to get tips on our running from them. Is that right? No, no, I think we're going. No, we're going on to give them tips about veganism. That's and, it. See, yes, <laughs> <laughs> and they're coming on ours to talk about their. They'll be on in the new year to talk about their veganuary journey because they're doing veganuary, which is amazing. Yeah, so we're not actually talking about running at all. <laughs> we'll split. It. We'll slip it. In. I'm sure we will. I'm quite. They, I don't even. I don't even think I want to talk about running. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't either. I'm just I like hate it. <laughs> We've decided we hate it and we just don't want to talk about it anymore. Thanks very much. Bye. It's just so cold <laughs> and I'm so cold. I was I'm... oh yeah, I just I'm struggling, but I'm I don't know how to get out of this like mental block. Yeah. Because I I'm I'm worried that it's going to really impact the race. Yeah, um, cuz you're constantly saying I hate running to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've joined, did I tell you, I've joined the vegan runners online now. No, you did. Oh, okay, online. Well, I've, I just, I've just signed up, but I haven't actually done anything. I haven't actually done any running. Or... <laughs> I'm just... You're a vegan, halfway. Just... <laughs> well, I suppose I have been doing some running. My my friend does drag me out very early, but just before no, it got that's... too frosty. But yeah. oh, it's just so beautiful. Once I'm out, I, I had my gloves on. Um, I could do with one of those headbandy things that covers your ears, so you don't. That's get... what I need. Yeah, yeah, I need a headband. I need gloves. I need. You need. I've to get just all got. The gear. My... Yeah, and I've got no idea. Yeah, <laughs> something to hold your phone. I've I've got to... that. I've got that. Oh, that's cool. I've signed up to Strava, which I hate because. I don't want everyone seeing how rubbish I am at running or or where I'm running at seven a.m. in the dark. But I don't think it tells people where you are. I think it's just a tracker, unless you have like the pro one. Oh, I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure because I've got it as well, and I I use it just to sort of track my running, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I don't like. Dear. I don't have. I don't think I've got like followers on there. You know. Oh well, I thought you could like. I can find. I. Re- I don't probably, find me, please. I'm going to find you and follow you <laughs> and then stalk you. <laughs> you see how little running I've done. <laughs> yeah, I did 5K on it. Well, Strava says. <laughs> Strava says you've done 1K. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, honestly, I do feel so good afterwards. And when you see this sunrise come yeah. up on a frosty morning and you're out and you're, it's just so like life affirming and you think yes you know but it's just getting your head around doing it isn't it like you wake up I, d- I don't know what time you run but for me it has to be first thing in the morning because otherwise there's a million excuses oh I've eaten so I better wait oh yeah I'm supposed to be doing this job at work task or this or this or you know I could be hoovering the house and <laughs> happen. I know mine is I really really want to start running in the mornings like that is my goal but it's just not happening I just I'm I'm too cozy it's really you, bad 
you need someone I think to drag you out because I'd never go if it wasn't for my friend who is such a morning person like she doesn't drink (sighs) she doesn't have caffeine she's like super duper I know so to her she's like a sprightly puppy by you know 7am whereas I'm like (gasps) I'm still asleep I'm still asleep I'm I'm I I when it's summer I'm so good at it I can get up I can go for a run beforehand like I'm all over it the winter months is cold my bed is lovely and warm my boyfriend's sleeping next to me why would I get up oh so true sounds lovely (laughs) (laughs) but it's more because I don't want to be like oh I want to like stay in bed next to him it's just like well he's asleep why can't I be asleep oh I see (laughs) yeah I thought you were being romantic then for a minute no it's just like why why am I the one having to get up (laughs) how's cherries running going oh really good oh damn him no he's doing really well that's okay. him Aww. he's doing good but he is doing couch to 5k and he is um yeah he's wizard through it i think him. it helps doesn't it signing up to something although i guess we have signed up to something but it's not it's a lot bigger than 5k it is a lot it's fine. we got this i think how do we get more positive when we we'll talk to them tomorrow about the show on the um, on the women's run podcast, yeah, we'll talk to them and we will get tips and we will stop moaning about running and we'll stop moaning about the cold <laughs> and we'll just yes. be super fun, Holly and Molly again. <laughs> yes, if there's any vegan runners coming to our party tomorrow evening, um, please tell us how to run. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> I think there are. Yeah, so that'll be good. Have have a nice chat about all sorts of things. I know, I'm excited. Well, just quickly before we go, if you're looking for any last minute Christmas treats, um, we've been reviewing a few things this month, including the Ogs Mince Pies, which mm. was super delicious. There are uh, quite a few different places, aren't they? Tesco, Sainsbury's? Yeah, Tesco. Yes. So you can get them in Tesco, Sainsbury's um, and Ocado. Yeah. And I love them. Oh, I'm such a sucker for a mince pie, honestly. <laughs> I'm not a massive fan, but are you not? No, I'm. I don't know. They're just. You're not a sweet gal, though, are you? No, I'm not sweet at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I, I, I did like them. Like, if I sort of force my, not force myself. If there's nothing else to eat, I will eat a mince pie, and I'll be like, oh, actually, this is quite nice. But I'm not like my mum, who is running out to the shops to buy every type of mince pie in november mm, i'm not i'm not ones for like the ice top mince pies like no. those ones are too much for me i like just a classic normal short course pastry mince pie yeah yeah a well, little these... bit of cream maybe if i'm feeling festive yeah oh yeah really pushing the boat out there <laughs> yeah. yeah i am <laughs> uh, what what else have we tried that's um we really... have um sorry i just cut you up there i'm just too excited about these go for it we've, we've just we've just become a podcast for cross down donuts <laughs> oh, and it's job. it's just ridiculous because that's all it is but cross town donuts it's a bit um it's coming up to the last few weeks that they're available, but they have a Christmas range of donuts, vegan donuts, and they're just so good. They are amazing. I think they have two flavours and they've got biscuits as well. One was brown butter and chestnut, which was oh, so good. And the other, um, spiced pear, I think was the other one. We've had, and they've, they've got veganuary ones coming out as well, which were also delicious they were that was like a blood orange 
um ring donut and then there was the jasmine and rhubarb which was so good that was it yeah i gave one to my friend and um very dear friend of mine and he said that it was the best donut he'd ever eaten so um, and he's right he's right he is right (laughs) you can um you can order these donuts online at crosstown.co.uk um i think deliver to uh wales england and southern scotland i believe um and the last product that we've got is Love Roar's Christmas range. We've got um it's like a purple mug with a little hot chocolate thing on on top attached. I saw it in Tesco's actually. Yeah, so oh my god. Yeah, it's like the treats tower. Is that it? Oh, I think that might be some I don't know. Is it attached to a mug? I didn't get the mug. Oh, I got the mug. And it was really nice because I love purple. Yeah, the purple is nice. I got like the it was the hot chocolate powder, marshmallows, and a chocolate bar. Oh no, I didn't get that. I got the mug with the little something on top that you use for hot chocolate. I don't, I can't remember what it was, but I love love raw. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they... <laughs> we just love chocolate. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> like you could give us absolutely anything, and we'd be like, Do you know what? I think it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're not doing reviews anymore yeah. in the new year. <laughs> it's coming to a close. It is coming to a close. Yeah. One, because me and Holly are getting fat. <laughs> not that your Holly's getting fat, but I'm getting fat. Yeah. Um, and two, we're just rubbish at doing reviews. We're just, yeah, we're just we're rubbish. Just we, live, <laughs> we, we always see the positive in everything. So we're like, wow. I know. Is... <laughs> we're too nice. Um, yeah, no, love raw. I mean, you know, everybody. Oh, like you only have to go into a Facebook group and everyone's raving about the brand Love Raw, aren't they? I mean, if you, if you I get know. someone posting saying vegan Ferrero Rocher, where can I find it? Love Raw, Love Raw. Oh so, God, those Ferrero Rochers. I I haven't ordered any for Christmas, but I feel like it's a mistake. I might need to go and hunt them down yeah. and have them ready for Christmas. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen them. I went into Holland and Barrett. I don't. Know, they must have them in there, surely. I think Holland the Barrett Boots have them um, and online as well. But I don't know. I know they had stock issues because the demand was just too much. Yeah. I ordered all of them. Yes. me, You and me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping these brands in business. We have yeah, to. we are. Um, one thing I forgot to mention last week is that um, La Fomagerie, the artisan um, nut mm. cheese brand, uh, I think it's based in London, isn't it? Um, are in selected Waitrose stores until yes. until Christmas. So oh. they were supposed to be coming in on the 8th. Yeah, I think it's just until Christmas at the moment. Hopefully it'll be a good trial and then they'll, mm. they'll keep them in. But I think as far as I'm aware, it's £25 for a cheese selection board. Um, and it's in quite a few Waitrose stores. So I quickly mm. looked mine up, went down there on the 8th, they did not know what on earth I was talking about. It's like the oh, customer no. services desk going, oh, I'm really excited. <laughs> Where's my cheese? <laughs> I have vegan cheese. It's called La Beaumargerie. And she's just going, sorry, could you just, you know, she's like there with her kind of iPad thing or whatever they use, <laughs> typing it. No, nothing. Then I sort of write it out. She's like, right, okay, no, nothing. So I was very disappointed. Um, my ne- niece works there. So I've had her like scouting the aisles waiting for it to come in. <laughs> so as soon as it is, 
I'm going to go get it. But um, yeah, it's just so annoying that we have to, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, you just don't have this when you're not vegan. And it's it's sort of like half exciting and half yeah. annoying. I can't decide. Very, very frustrating. It's it's. I was going to say it's kind of, it's a little bit exhilarating because when you do find it, you're like, ah, amazing. Yeah. Um, but the 95% of the time when you're trying to find it and you can't find it, it's just pure hell. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, imagine just being like a meat eater. You just decide you want a cheese board. Or you can go to like rather. the corner shop like and get cheese do you know what yeah, i mean you just go wherever and there it is but it's quite boring i think I yeah think it's more exciting the hunt. yeah the hunt <laughs> the i love food. the hunt there <laughs> is a new um uh in whopping wolf in bristol there's a new deli vegan deli open and oh my god they sell la farmarjorie and honestly tasty and i am not okay and all of the lovely oh, bra- you are brands. so lucky i know i'm gonna pay it a visit on friday on saturday oh man i want to come yeah <laughs> i know i'll send you some it probably won't get to you it, in time, won't, <laughs> it won't get to me if you've seen on the news today all the foxes and the rats are eating all the christmas food because there's a postal strike so all the presents are being at least the foxes are getting some food i know that's what i thought and then i thought mm, yeah as long as it doesn't like kill them like yeah that is also true foxes can they eat chocolate dogs can't so dogs yeah. can't who knows but um, anyway hopefully everyone will <laughs> get their christmas presents in time and the foxes and the rats will be all right <laughs> anyway oh, oh it's all going downhill isn't it well next up we have someone who is well who will be talking some sense and that's hannah coin who is campaigns manager at the Vegan Society. She's going to be talking about how to do Veganuary on a budget, but also how us established vegans, as it were, can influence our local restaurants and businesses and the the cost of vegan food. For today's interview, I'm joined by Hannah Coyne, who is campaigns manager at the Vegan Society. Um, we're both feeling a little bit under the weather, aren't we, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> we are a little bit today. The snow, the snow has fallen, and we're all getting a bit of a cold. Yeah, I think everyone's ill in the run up to Christmas. So, <laughs> tell us a bit about yourself. How did you come to work at the Vegan Society? Yeah, so um, so I. I've been vegan now for about five and a half years um, and I've become vegetarian in 2013. So I was vegetarian before I made the transition to veganism. Um, And for me, when I went vegan, it was very much like a light bulb moment. I think when I realised the horrific kind of conditions and the suffering that animals endure to become food on our plates um, once I made that connotation, I kind of realised that I couldn't consider myself an animal lover if I was willing to take part in their suffering for like food, fashion, entertainment and everything else. Um, So my professional background is in marketing. So um, for the last couple of years, I've been leading on um, campaigns for a variety of clients, kind of like building my skill set in that space. Um, But I always wanted to work for the vegan society. And I think naturally just because the charity's ethos and core values match my own um so kind of when I had the opportunity to combine my skill set and um my passion for ending the exploitation of animals um I kind of jumped at the opportunity really and yeah it's incredible working with such a talented team and um the work that we do um to see that it's making a difference is incredible yeah it gets you up every day doesn't it when you have a job that you really care about 
Yeah, absolutely. One of the lucky ones. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the campaigns you're working on is called um, Live Vegan for Less, which is obviously a really important issue right now. So many people, you know, um, struggling with money. Um, and, you know, a lot of people still do think that veganism is expensive. Why do you think that is? Yeah, absolutely. Well, with the cost of living crisis, obviously naturally pushing more people to think about their purchasing behaviours and where they can save money. Um, I think that one of the main myths that eating a plant-based diet um, is expensive derives from the fact that consuming processed versions of vegan foods can still be expensive, as is non-vegan processed foods. Um, So I think kind of one of the ways to tackle that is eating whole foods. So eating things like oats, beans, um, rice, in-season vegetables and fruits um, can be really affordable um, and can save people a lot of money long term. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, if you're you're sort of looking in the supermarket at, you know, products like, I don't know, cheese or ready meals, then you are going to be paying more. But um, like you say, just keep it whole food plant based and uh, and nice and healthy as well. Yeah, I think it's having those things as a little bit of a um, kind of like not the norm having them as one offs, because I think, you know, we all have busy lives and um, we can't kind of eat it is it can be difficult to um be healthy all the time you kind of want that as as the rule for the most part but i think you know having these meals um you know is absolutely kind of like finding moderation and and in keeping with people's busy lifestyles as well but i think as you said um they can really add up so if they're kind of like a couple of times a week that can really have an impact um on people's food shop do you think the cost of living crisis could actually be a good thing for the vegan movement? Because um, I saw some research the other day that I think we talked about it on the podcast maybe last week or the week before that um, shows that more people are eating vegan food, that the plant-based sort of, you know, whole foods to save money. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously with the cost of living crisis, with more people looking for cheaper alternatives um, and and plant-based eating on the rise, which is a good thing. Um, In May, actually, we ran a survey um, as part of our Live Vegan for Less campaign, um, which actually revealed that two thirds of people said that they were changing their food habits um, in response to concerns about the cost of living crisis. Um, And actually one in three of those people um, said that they had reduced um, or stopped eating meat completely. So I think it's good in the sense that people are looking more at their portion sizes um, of like protein rich foods. People are eating more whole foods, um, which is obviously better for people's health as well as helping them save money. But I think naturally the negative side of that is that the cost of living crisis is pushing more families to food banks. And obviously these services um, are at breaking point, which is really difficult. And as part of our Live Vegan for Less campaign, we are looking at creating more um, campaign materials to support people on the on the lowest income. So, yeah, it it is good to see that um, people are being more conscientious about portion sizes and what they're eating. But the other side of that coin is, um, unfortunately, more people are in emergency situations. Yeah. Are there any vegan food banks in the UK, do you know? Um, There are. There are food banks, I believe, um, 
that have certain options. I think the difficulty is with fruit and vegetables, with them being perishables, it can be quite difficult. So I definitely think um, there is more work to be done. Um, And there's definitely not enough options for people who are in crisis. Um, But I think that's the difficulty with with, with food because a lot of... um, perishables are just um more difficult to supply yeah I guess things like sort of tinned fruit and beans and things like that are quite good if you're going to donate to food bank aren't they yeah Um, absolutely absolutely and you you know you have as you said um beans kidney beans um you can get tinned fruit um, and vegetables and things like that and I think kind of within your home stocking up on those kind of items is really is really good um I think having kind of like store um kind of like cupboard staples as well within your homes like pasta um rice those are like good things to have that you can kind of continue to go to especially if you're at the start of your vegan journey as well because I think when you first start off it can be really difficult to um it can be a bit of a scary prospect of looking at labels and um, I think when I went vegan, a lot of people who are on that journey don't necessarily know that a lot of foods are vegan, um, like bread, pasta, um, things like that. So I think it's, yeah, having those kind of staples is is really imperative as well. Yeah, it's getting to know those sort of weird ingredients to look out for, isn't it? Sometimes there's like a, a I don't know, a colouring that's made from crushed beetles or something. That's like, what? <laughs> Why are you putting yeah. that in our food? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it's, I think that's the thing. When you start off, you don't really um, necessarily kind of know exactly what you're looking for. And as you said, there's so many, um, there's so many like ingredients to look out for. So I think if you have kind of like labels that say suitable for vegans, um, it's always like a lot easier. Um, the vegan society, we have a trademark. Um, so we have over 60,000 products that are registered with that trademark. Um, so that's not just food, beauty products, um, household products, things like that. So I think when you look at the trademark, you people have the confidence that they know that they're buying items that don't have any animal ingredients. Or so, yeah, or if somebody's looking for supermarket-owned products, um, if they say suitable for vegans, I think that's always the easiest thing to start off with or looking at labels that have very minimal ingredients as well. Because I think when you look, when you start off on your vegan journey um, and you look at something and it's got 25, 25 things on the label, um yeah it can be quite overwhelming when you don't know what you're looking for yeah definitely and I I mean even I get caught out and I'm about five years in as well I um I always look for like you know the the allergens which are like milk and egg which tend to be in bold so I'm looking for those and then I'll just quickly you know check that there's nothing I don't know like an obvious like I don't know chicken um seasoning or something but then I'll bring it home my daughter'd be like no there's uh I think she spotted it was some prawn cocktail crisps and I checked and they had like crustacean powder or something in them, which I'd missed. I was like, oh God. But, you know, I think if you are a new vegan, I think the, the point is, you know, you just, just keep going. Don't sort of kind of give up and think, oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. I, I've I've messed up already. So what's the point? I think um, there's so much to sort of benefit from 
from uh, the whole lifestyle, isn't there? So a hundred percent. And I think, you know, as you just said, I think it's being um, kind of like compassionate with yourself. So people who are long-term vegans, people who are just starting out, I think it's, you know, it is a journey. So, you know, people make mistakes, um, especially when you're getting started. Um, so I think it's, you know, I think being compassionate and being kind with yourself is really important. As you said, kind of like, you know, not beating yourself up. It's, um, you know, it's a lifestyle. It's um, it's a journey. So I think people do have a tendency to kind of, you know, as we all do, people have a tendency to kind of be their own worst critic. And, um, yeah, I think people need to, kind of be gentle with themselves yeah definitely um we've talked about cooking from scratch and you know how obviously it's not always possible is it um can you think of any ways we can save money when we're buying those pre-made products things like pizzas or things that you just want to grab on a Thursday night when you really can't be bothered to cook yeah I think my top tip would be um and I kind of do this now if if I'm kind of like reaching for things, if I do, if I do uh, want to pick up something pre-made is look at things that are really close to the best before date. I think um, with certain supermarkets, they, I, th- I believe that they kind of like have set days as well or set times where they'll, they'll put their, their stickers on. So things are a much lower price. Um, but I think people often can discard items if they're nearing their best before date or if they appear damaged um, and for the, a lot of fresh pre-made items, if you look at them, they can be frozen as well. So you can you can have them later on. Um, but I think this is where it kind of goes back to batch cooking is really handy. So, you know, we all have really busy lives. So I think when we kind of get some time where we can uh, make something in bulk, it really is worthwhile because you can kind of like reach into the freezer and have it at a later date so things and really simple things as well so you know soups chili pasta I'm saying things that are really in keeping because it's really cold at the moment so I'm thinking yeah. of all the warm <laughs> foods um, but you know like casseroles and, and, and curries um, you know they can be easily veganized and pop and you can pop them in the freezer especially if you're feeding like a larger family as well um, and I think those things not only save people money, um, but they're obviously also healthy as well. So and especially kind of at this time of year when, um, you know, everybody indulges, I think having things like that are really healthy. So it kind of like balances things out a little bit. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> um, do you think that vegan supermarket products will come down in price? Because you know, we've had quite a few years now, haven't we, of sort of being very excited about all these new products and um, being very spoilt by them all, but also kind of complaining that they're, you know, we might be paying, I don't know, five or six pound for a pizza rather than three pound or even yeah. less for one that's got meat on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's interesting, the kind of like the surge of um, vegan products. I mean, just this year, we had um, over more than apparently there's been more than 800 new vegan products were launched for Veganuary. So that kind of just shows in itself, like how much of a, a demand there is. So I think, you know, with supply and demand, the more people that buy our vegan products, the more demand there is, um, the more that are sold, it's then easier to scale up and which naturally lowers prices. But 
I think this slightly does depend on like situational factors, um, such as like the cost of ingredients and, and energy. Um, but I think to touch upon what you just said about kind of like buying things that can be more expensive um, that are vegan sometimes, it is really frustrating. And I think kind of, you know, everybody's experienced that. Well, I certainly have of when you look at a menu and sometimes the vegan option can be more expensive um, than the non-vegan option. Um and we actually have a campaign called uh, Vegan on the Go, which um, aims to improve the availability, quality and selection of vegan products. So we want to really kind of like empower people locally um, to visit their local businesses and ask them to provide more reasonably priced vegan options. Um, and we actually have print packs and resources um, that can help people do that on our website. So um, I think that's really, really powerful. People locally talking to their local businesses um, and trying to kind of like improve the um, improve the pricing, because I think, you know, local businesses could be susceptible to that. And I think there is a lot of power in um, kind of like community initiatives. So, yeah, we do have resources to to support that as well. Well, That's a really good idea. I'll have to go and check those out because. I mean, it, on one hand, I suppose it could be taken, you know, sort of images of vegans marching into restaurants with their pack going, <laughs> hey, you need to do this. But actually, I think if you go about it the right way, I've got a friend who's been vegan for many, many years and she always chats to, you know, if there's a new restaurant open, she'll go in, she'll try the vegan options and she'll just sort of start chatting to them and, and sort of, you know, 99% of the time they the, the manager or whoever seem to be really interested in hearing from people who are plant-based or vegan because they you know they want to know they want to give us what we want yeah. so I think yeah I think just getting that conversation started and yeah just giving them ideas I was in a sandwich shop actually with my daughter and I used to go to this sandwich shop when I was younger and used to love it they used to do these huge baguettes you know stuffed full of I think I used to have like prawn cocktail or something and they didn't have anything vegan at all. And I was like, oh, oh it's such a shame. And then I was just telling them about chickpea tuna, which, you know, for any for any sort of long time vegan, they'll obviously know what that is. If you're doing for January or, you know, new to it, um, it's kind of like crushed chickpeas, vegan mayo, um, Dijon mustard, a um, seaweed nori wrap, sort of oh. whizzed up. And what else goes in there? A bit of garlic. Like some chives. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you basically sort of recreate the texture and, and sort of flavour of tuna. But with chickpeas, I mean, how, how much cheaper are chickpeas? I know. Tuna fish, you know? So I was. And it's incredible. About... Chickpea tuna as well. It's very nice. It's really yummy. Yeah. So I was telling them about, about you know, chickpea tuna and they were kind of like, mine's blown. You know, they'd never <laughs> heard of this. So you know, just that conversation could have sparked something and, and who knows, maybe they, they'll be able to offer that <laughs> option in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing, you know, for these local businesses, you know, it's market research for them when their customers are going in and having these honest um, conversations. And as you said, it's kind of just being really open and just starting the conversation. And um, I think change is possible, even things like, you know, um, you know, we've talked about pre-made items and things that can be expensive. So, for example, vegan cheese, it can be really expensive. 
Whereas um, like one of my favorite meals is mac and cheese. So when I went vegan, I was like, how can I make this really good? Um, Because I don't want, I don't want to give it up, but you can use cashews and, and milk and nutritional yeast. And again, as you mentioned with the example of chickpea tuna, I think going into local businesses and kind of giving them your take on how you veganize your own meals because they just might not be aware of it. And especially if, you know, um, a local business is in its infancy as well, um, a vegan menu might be something that's really new to them um, and their kind of like understanding of how to um, improve their meals and lower the costs at the same at the same time, but not compromising on, you know, taste and quality. So I think I think the chip bee tune is a really good, really good example. And I'm really happy that you was able to have that conversation with them. Did they did they introduce that on their menu? I don't know. It's it's not sort of really close to where it's about sort of 20 minute drive. So I don't go there a lot. I'll have to go back in. You're going to have to go and scope it out, have a look at their menu. Can you imagine if they've got a huge like array of this chickpea tuna and no one's eating it. Like, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a tricky one as well, because I did, I spoke to a cafe near to me and they um, sort of said about having vegan options on the menu, but they said that no one goes in and sort of orders it. So it's it's not only making sure you're, I suppose, giving the feedback, but making sure you're then actually using those local businesses rather than... hundred <laughs> percent. And I think that's such an important point to make that, um, you know, showing support to these local businesses, buying vegan products, because it kind of goes back to the supply and demand. You know, there'll be more, there'll be more products if more people are in there having their chickpea chickpea tuna baguettes so yeah uh, yeah, I definitely think that's so important that having that conversation but actually following through with action as well showing support um, kind of spreading the word you know whether it be through social media sharing your local businesses and their vegan options um, talking about it to family and friends colleagues Um, I think there's a real power in word of mouth Um, and especially when it comes to food as well like lot of people visit restaurants off of recommendations visit cafes try new foods try you know even beyond the food try new products um because they're recommended so yeah I think there's a lot of power in in recommendations and reviews and I think um if people can harness that I think it will definitely um kind of increase this, uh, the supply and demand uh, of products and businesses because it, it's so sad to see um you know due to covid um majorly but when a lot of local businesses have uh, you know have gone out of business um it's 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 really sad to say i know i know it really is i'm i'm going i'm really interested to see what new things are going to come this for january actually because obviously a lot of businesses and you know the the um the food industry as a whole kind of launches exciting new things don't they and I've just started to get all the press releases through and I'm like oh we've got you know like I think squeaky bean are launching a um it sounds a bit disgusting actually but it's like a a vegan chorizo like sliceable yeah so you know it's, it's interesting to see what's coming next I think when it comes to like restaurants, as we were just talking about, I think we were very happy to have the vegan burgers, weren't we? Like over the last year or two. But now we're all a bit like, I don't want to eat a burger anymore. Like, <laughs> like, give us something different. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what's what's going to come next this year. 
So what tips would you have for those doing for January 2023? I know we've sort of touched on a few things already, but what would you, what advice would you give if, if a friend or family member were um, feeling a bit, you know, overwhelmed or daunted by not eating any animal products for a month? Yeah, I think kind of like my first tip would be, and this is kind of something that I adopted at the start of my vegan journey as well, is just veganizing non-vegan meals that you love so I think you know people don't need to reinvent the wheel when they're creating meals and creating really complex things that kind of take hours in the kitchen um so I think you know making a list of the meals that you love um and then just kind of making simple switches to those can you know you, you can you can veganize it um and kind of make things simple for yourself so I kind of gave the example of mac and cheese so using cashew and nutritional yeast instead of cheese um with spaghetti bolognese using lentils instead of beef um tofu is like my best friend um I have tofu and everything so um, that's like a good substitute to me and it's um it's a good protein source as well um and we have kind of like a, a number of resources at the Vegan Society as well. So we have uh, the V-Guide app, which is a really good resource for people who are starting off on their journey. So um, that has lots of video content from vegan experts. Um, you can track your progress as well. You can organise your meals. It has recipes on there and that app is free um, to download. We also um, relaunched our Play Up for the Planet campaign this year. and essentially we um targeting non-vegans who are environmentally conscious or looking to make more environmental um environmentally conscious decisions so we're assisting people at the start of their vegan journey and kind of showing them how they can make plant-based switches and what that looks like in their day-to-day life um so we developed a free ebook and that's got lots of recipes in it um tips blogs eco products um, so people can download that for free as well. So that's um, on playupfortheplanet.org. Okay. And then um, we also have a supplement as well called Veg One. So I think when people start off going vegan, it is important to recognise what you're eating and making sure you're getting all your key nutrients. And if you need to supplement, then, you know, then do so. Um but I think there's just so many resources out there now to help people. I think, you know, people don't have to go out and buy cookbooks necessarily um, and kind of spend all that money, kind of like going back to the to the cost of living. Um, you know, for me, when I first went vegan, looking on social media, following hashtags like cheap vegan food, healthy vegan food, um, whatever it is that you like, you can, there's so many influencers in that space and, you can get videos on YouTube, um, and a lot of a, a lot of supermarkets have like veganized um, recipes as well on their own website. So, I definitely think there's a lot of um, resources to help people. But I think the most important thing is, and this kind of goes back to what we said earlier, is just remembering that it is a journey. Um, you know, it's and people. Who especially who are starting off and following Veganuary and they want to go beyond Veganuary, um, you know, that mistakes might be made, but it is very much um it is very much a journey. And yeah, hopefully people surround themselves as well with people that can support them. I think if people have like family or friends 
um, or even like a colleague or someone that kind of just can can champion them um, and kind of help them on that journey and share things with. Because it's like when you're in a book club, it's always much interesting when you can share things with somebody and share ideas. So I think if you've got someone um, who you can say, oh, I've, I've tried this and I really love this, you've got to give it a go or... Um, have you heard this so yeah I think it always amps people up if they've got somebody to share um, those experiences with as well yeah that's so true and all the Facebook groups are really good aren't they for um, yeah absolutely yeah there's so many um, communities so many pockets of communities online um, that people can join up to and support um, and you know vegan charities um, other organizations obviously through Veganuary themselves, um, which we're official partner of Veganuary this this year and next year as well, which is very exciting. Um, and on the Vegan Society, our socials, our website, we have lots of resources to help people. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's I think veganism now is um there's more support for people now than ever in terms of when people start off and finding information and having um more options and I really hope in kind of like the coming years that just continues to to grow yeah me too well make sure you sign up if you're listening to Veganuary um, because your um, sign up counts um, towards their numbers so uh, I think a lot of people do it don't they and don't realize that you actually need to sign up so (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely Um, and you know signing up kind of get access to a lot of um a lot of resources as well so yeah definitely sign up to the January um if you want to sign up to some of our resources at the vegan society as well um so you've kind of like got a whole portfolio portfolio of um support yeah <laughs> you can do it <laughs> you can do it yeah thank you so much Hannah we made it through with our sniffles and our coughs and <laughs> Oh, we did. I tried to keep the sniffing to a minimum. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that's it from us at the Simply Vegan podcast for this week. Don't forget, you can join us on Patreon. We'd love your support to help us keep going each week to help us produce your favorite podcast it's patreon.com forward slash simply vegan you get free downloads bonus episodes um, regular updates from us and to join a um, engaged community of like-minded vegans and of course if you're old school and you prefer a magazine head to veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast to try an issue of vegan food and living magazine for just 99p Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 